0: I see you're recording. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> Hi, Bobby. Good to have you on the podcast, man.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks. Glad to be here already.
1: So, uh, how is life in Romania right now?
0: You know, life in Romania is good. Um, one of the cool things about coming to Europe, and and I try and explain this to my American friends, <clears throat> is that you, when you're an American. Uh, you're, you're brought up with this, this propaganda that you're number one, uh, that's the best place in the world to live. Nobody can touch (laughs) us. You know, we're, I I mean, seriously, and, and this was something that I bought all my life because I just didn't know any, any better. Right. I didn't know any, anything else. So I, uh, come over here and, and then I realized like, a, it was all a lie and B, um, America's like a war zone. It's like a it's like a police state, scary place. Like, oh, oh, I'm over here. You don't have to worry about crime or or someone you know sneaking up on a gun with you. You're just relaxed.
1: Where did you to live in like- America?
0: Uh, so I was born and raised in in, uh, in Orange County, and uh, which is like in the Los Angeles area. I also had family in Los Angeles, so I spent a lot of time in L.A. growing up. And then uh, the last few years before I moved over here. I was living in the Bay area near San Francisco. Uh, I lived in a, it's kind of like a region uh, mm-hmm. called North Bay. Uh, that Bay, they, depending on where you live, you know, there's San Francisco is the peninsula. If, if it looks like this, say, mm-hmm. and then there's North Bay, East Bay, South Bay, right. And then over here Got is it. the Pacific ocean. Yeah. So uh, I, I was in the North Bay area in, in a town called Santa Rosa. And uh, that's, that's when I moved here. I also lived in Napa, Uh, before I moved to Santa Rosa, uh, bought a house in Napa. So I was all in that Napa Valley area.
1: And Mike Boland's also from Napa Valley, isn't he? Mike
0: Boland's a friend of mine. We've hung out many times. Uh, We talk on a regular basis. I was just talking to him yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, And he's he's probably, uh, as far as like saying, you know, who he says he is and everything, Mike Boland is probably the most legit guy on Twitter. (laughs) <laughs> or on any social media platform. I, well, and, and I mean that in the sense that everything that he says he is, he is. I, I, awesome. I've spent so much time with the guy that, uh, I, I mean, I, I just know better. And he's a good guy. He's a good guy. Yeah. He likes people. He likes people watching.
1: He definitely is, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, I, I like Mike a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, moving moving to Romania uh, seemed to be like the right decision for you. Uh, it sounds to me like like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, I really like it here. Um, I like the way that the people uh, are very straightforward. Um, I like that uh, it's got like a kind of a romantic feel to it. I mean, it is uh, one of the romantic languages, but I mean, it's just that uh, American life is so fast paced and so whichever, you know, I mean, last night, for example, I was talking to my wife, right? And uh, I was out on my balcony and from my balcony, uh, my neighborhood has a park, you know, and every night, okay, this was a Tuesday night, but every night you go out there in the evening and it looks like there's a block party happening. There's people walking around, (laughs) the park is full, you know, they've got people with their families. And I saw my wife, I'm like, I can't believe this because in America, it's not like that. Mm. You know, you might have a few family, but I mean, this is every day of the week people in the evening are walking around that the park is full. I mean, it's just a, it's a whole different vibe, whole different type of thing. It's really cool.
2: Um, but,
0: but my main reason for coming over here was, uh, I wanted to have a home base so I can travel Europe. I've always wanted to see Europe. I've always wanted to see, you know, the, the, the old world, you know? And, uh, so, so this is, this is a way that, um, my family and I are going to be able to do that.
1: Yeah, very cool. And I think um, uh, I've already mentioned this like one, once or twice on the podcast because I was like in Budapest a couple of months ago. And um, at okay. first, I always thought that okay, yeah, like Eastern Europe. I don't. I, I'm not really sure about like. Spending my, my holidays in Eastern Europe, but um after hearing so many people, um in the quote unquote like manosphere um speak so highly about like Eastern Europe like like Mark Cernovich or um the Tate Brothers and so on and so forth, I thought like okay I, I have to visit Eastern Europe and um I was so fascinated by uh, Budapest the city um, the girls were amazing the food was great. Um, and, and I think it really has a bad, I don't know how the reputation is for Americans, but here in Germany, like people aren't thinking so highly of Eastern Europe, but, um, right. yeah, I think it's, it's beautiful. And I definitely want to visit like Kiev. It's like very high on my priority, priority list, uh, Ukraine, um, also like Bucharest. So, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people, they don't think too highly of, uh, Eastern Europe but um it's very very beautiful very very beautiful
0: it is and you know the the people make it cool too yeah.
1: uh especially
0: <laughs> especially when when you're i mean i know i keep kind of reverting back to this but when when you're an american it's just it's a whole different mentality the vibe uh so so you go to these places and you're just like oh okay yeah <laughs> this is cool you know um but uh Bud- budapest isn't uh I mean, Romania borders Hungary. And now that I got a car, uh, I'll probably uh, be making my way uh, into there. They, the only thing that's kind of funky right now is these um, with what's happening with COVID and borders and border shutdowns. Yeah, yeah, so um, I know that Romania, they just changed the list. So I'll have to look and see what's updated or not. But it was if you were coming from another country, you had to quarantine yourself for 14 days.
1: In in, and, in, in in Hungary right now? Didn't know that.
0: Well, I, I don't know. No, this is in Romania, but oh, I don't okay. know. In that they're, they're, okay, still, okay, okay. they're still doing it from yeah, Hungary. Okay. Hungary might be one of the okay countries, but like if you were coming from, from some place like uh like America or, yeah. or Italy or or like one of these other countries, when you get here, you have to self-quarantine for 14 days. And and the cops will come by and check on you. Like like
1: they will come sure, by like, like, you, like seriously. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like
0: they'll stop by your place and be like, oh, Okay, just checking, good, you know. So No bullshit. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they so really I'm, take I'm it seriously.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And and I'm at the point to where I'm doing too much stuff to where I can't afford to be locked in my apartment for two weeks. I yeah. I, I gotta I have meetings and other stuff to go to. So
1: yeah. Um, very very cool and um yeah. how was it for you like personally like like moving to romania as a, a former like us citizen so um like did you had like um problems with like i don't know like how 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 is like the english of the the romanian people because i was just thinking about like the hungarian people like they could all like speak like english perfectly or or very good but um um they also could like speak like german like a lot of people because i'm from germany a lot of people like in hungary they could also speak german but um yeah like like um did you have like language difficulties in romania and um yeah like uh Did you like easily find like a new social circle and so on and so forth?
0: Yeah, so so I've been meeting people, um, and there there has been sometimes uh, the language barrier where someone wouldn't speak. I'm also taking this Pimsleur course to where I'm I'm learning. Romanian, but I do cool. not know. I, I mean, I'm not at the point to where I can say, "Oh, I know Romanian." You know, I, I know words <laughs> yeah, and I okay. know phrases, but okay, but I'm it. not I'm not there yet. But that being said, you can uh, say like
1: "hello," "thanks," "bye." <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I, I can say I can say I don't speak Romanian that well.
2: You
0: know? <laughs> Stuff like that. Okay, uh, got it. You know, cool. but but um, but for the most part, from what I've seen, uh. uh a, a high percentage of the population knows English in Bucharest. Yeah. Now, yeah. if I were to go out to like some village, <laughs> okay, you on. know, like, like in the countryside, then, then I'd probably have a harder time, but, uh, <laughs> Buch- Bucharest being the capital, um, it, it, it seems like, like most, most of them know English.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so how long have you been in, in, in Bucharest? How, how long have you lived there? For?
0: Oh, shoot. Uh, March April May, June, July. So it's been like uh, five months.
1: Five months. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's it's been it's been a really cool experience. See, one of the things that that I've found with myself and I, I recommend to other people is uh, when you get outside of your comfort zone, when you get outside of your box, you force yourself to perform well. So when I did my my prison time. Right. I was in a situation to where like uh, there wasn't room for error uh, and there wasn't really room for defeat because uh, because I was in such a such a type of situation to where I had to push myself and I had to stay on on top. uh, Ever since then, uh, when I came home and, and all that, I've purposely put myself in situations to where it would be outside of what would be comfortable because i know then like if it's if it's scary or if it's something that you know is like oh well i make it or whatever it's it, to me it's almost like oh well, i got to do it i got to try it because that way um it, it, yeah i know it, it, people think it's crazy you know yeah. especially uh what i say the average people um but that was that was also another reason for the, me the average Bucharest.
1: don't I've, don't say that they don't like my podcast. So, uh, you, you are talking to oh, smart that, people. <laughs>
0: that's a, that's a great. Thing. No, but, but Bucharest, you know, when, when you think of like, if you talk to the, to the average American, um, I mean, they would not pick up and move to Eastern Europe. They just wouldn't, hmm. you know, the, the idea to, what? you know, like, what do you, what do you mean? Are you, are you
1: crazy, uh, man? <laughs> yeah, you're crazy. What are you doing? Uh, right. Uh, uh.
0: So, so, uh, So by me doing this, um, it was, uh, it was a way for me to continually push myself to, to reach new heights by, by getting outside of the, of the box. And, you know, um, people go, why Romania? And it really was. So last year I did this, this, uh, speaking engagement for, um, for Andrew Tate. He had a summit, uh, and it was in this area called Brashoff which is, uh, it's kind of known for, that's like where, where uh, Vlad Tepes, AKA Dracula, uh, that's where, where he was, was in that Brashoff area. As a matter of fact, his castle is over there. And uh, it was beautiful. It, it was gorgeous. The people were cool. Uh, the lifestyle was neat. And I thought, why am I sitting in the US <laughs> it, under like this, this police state when I could be over here
2: Living, living life. Alive, and enjoying,
0: yeah. Yeah. And enjoying myself. So I, I made the decision, uh, and, and, you know, told my wife like, Hey, we got to move to Europe. And she was all for it. You know? Um, she was like, yeah, let's do it. My, my wife is, yeah. is actually, uh, Armenian and was, oh. uh, uh, the, the stuff that happened with the, with the Turks and the, the Armenians, uh, her family ended up in, in Baghdad. And so she was born in Baghdad uh, when she was, um, when she was seven years old, her, her father had, uh, had three girls and three boys. So six kids and, uh, family. Th- yeah. And, and he, well, he was a, he was a, a minister. He was a Christian minister, you know, uh, tr- preaching to Muslims. Yeah. Uh, in, in Baghdad, like, like was thrown in, in prison by Saddam Hussein for a year for being a spy yeah I Very, mean like crazy stuff right yeah so so um <clears throat> so when she was seven uh the iranian i i don't i don't know if I'm calling it right but there was like an iraq Iran war or something like that and uh and her dad basically had the idea like hey uh the Muslims are gonna take my sons to make them join this war, and then they're gonna Take my daughters to make them their wives. He's like, I gotta get out of here.
1: <laughs> like, he was like, like I gotta go. Sounds right? like it's so, my plan, right? <laughs> yeah, he's
0: like, I, I got, I gotta bounce. So, so he uh, he took them to to Greece, and they lived in Greece for a year, and then um, from there they they moved to America. So she she's from here, remembers it when she was little, barely, you know, because she was real young. Um, but she's she's excited to come back. So so trying to sell her on the idea like, Hey, let's go live in Europe. She was like, yes, let's go. You know, like she was, it was easy. Uh, There wasn't any pushback. So yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So I, I came over here to get stuff set up and they'll be along shortly.
1: Got it. So, um, Bobby, um, I want to pick your brain today on a million different things. But um, because you've yeah. mentioned uh, uh, life in prison a couple of minutes ago, I know you've shared your prison stories a couple of times already on your podcast. You are talking about it on your Twitter account regularly. But um, I think a lot of my listeners, they would really, really, really appreciate Hearing you speak about life in prison, getting into prison, what happened back then, and then let's talk about all the stuff that's happening right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's not only uh it's not just social media that uh I I talk about it on. If people wanna wanna read specific stories, um the way that I got known really was being a writer. So uh I, I wrote I have a uh, a website, bobbbydino.com. And I have a blog on that website and I wrote about prison and, um, a bunch of, uh, social media, big guys, uh, uh, Ed Lattimore, Mike Cernovich, Alexander Cortez, uh, they, they started retweeting my, my stories, which, uh, which is what blew it up. But, um, so, I mean, if people want to get an in-depth thing, they can always check out the blog at poppydino.com but essentially, what happened is, uh, when I was 23 years old, uh, I I made some some bad mistakes. Uh, I was living a, a hedonistic criminal lifestyle. Um, I was trying to drown it out by you know smoking pot and drinking, you know, like like uh, trying to numb myself, you know. But I was still doing this uh, this different criminal activities with my with my family and, and on my own. And uh, it all came to a head when there was a, an altercation and an innocent bystander got hurt. Uh, and it's something that I still feel remorse over. What happened? Um, well, I, I, I don't want to go too much into specifics or names because yeah. I, I, I'm trying to respect no their privacy too. But essentially what happened was is I got in a fight with someone. And during the course of the, the fight, there was a bystander and they got hit. And when they fell, they got hurt. Um, it, it was, uh, there, there was, I ended up getting charged with, uh, an assault with a great bod- bodily injury. Um, or they call it a GBI. Uh, and I was sentenced to, to five years in prison, um, while in prison, <clears throat>
1: And and, and uh, the fight was over nothing, basically. Or, or was it over? Like I
0: mean, in in the grand scheme of things, it was over nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it was well, be, well. Because here's the thing: uh, when you're living that kind of lifestyle, to where you you know you're a you're a criminal. I mean, like that's that's a, a what, large. What stuff did you
1: do back then? Sorry to interrupt, but. Uh.
0: I, I and 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 obviously you you
1: you don't have to yeah. share stuff you don't feel comfortable sharing with us.
0: Yeah, well, no, I, I appreciate that. So um so I'm I'm Italian uh, cool. by heritage. Uh not I when you're in Europe you can't say you're an Italian, you're an American, but my <laughs> my blood is is Italian and um my family was uh was involved in some different shenanigans that would mm-hmm. be considered organized uh there's a word for that but i don't use it uh okay, got
2: it. <laughs> yeah
0: um so so i was i was doing things along those lines um i was uh strong arming people collecting money selling drugs um using firearms for the commission of crimes uh i mean all types of bad stuff
2: you gangs and um, shit
0: yeah. I mean, I, I don't call it that, uh, you know, only because it just sounds pretentious if I say,
2: but yeah, it was,
0: it was stuff, <laughs> stuff like that, you know? And, um, and I knew it was wrong. Uh, it, I, I used to go to church, you know, I, I'm Catholic and, and, and I knew that I was doing bad. And because of that, it's like, I was trying to numb myself. You know, I, I was smoke. I started smoking pot all the time, started, uh, I, I didn't drink too bad, but I, I drank, you know, um, it was more, more marijuana than anything else. Uh, and it became this, this type of, uh, life to where everything was like deadened, uh, like, like your whole, when you're trying to numb yourself out like that, it's just, uh, you, you're not really paying attention to to the particulars and the intricacies of, of life and relationships. You're not really thinking about your future. You're not really thinking about, uh, what can come next after this, after this, after this, you know, you're, you're, you're just kind of in the moment and just doing what you think you have to do. So, uh, in that particular instance that ended up sending me to prison and, and did
1: did you did you finish school like like or, or did you also quit school or um yeah now, how, how so, was that kind of yeah
0: no i i i got my my diploma uh and and i went and did some college okay. only because uh you know my my grandmother was still alive uh that that i that raised me and i i was trying to You know, do the right thing and impress her at the same time. You know, and (laughs) thinking like, oh, maybe I can get out of this stuff. Uh, You know, the the only thing is, is that when you're living that type of lifestyle, uh, it's it comes across as easy. Like you're you're almost kind of making your own hours. Uh, You're you're almost kind of like your own boss, except you know, I was still taking orders essentially. But um, but it's uh, it, it takes its toll. I mean, if you're unless you're a total psychopath uh, or sociopath, you don't sound you know?
1: like one. You you sound quite well smart, I, I would say.
0: Well, you know, well, they're smart too. I met a, I met mm-hmm. many smart sociopaths uh, while I was inside. But what I was getting at was, is unless you're that type of person, when you're doing bad to other people, it's going to take its toll. Like you're you're going to be thinking about it, and it's going to be bouncing around in your brain, and and you're just. Uh, it, it just, it, you get on this downward spiral, you know, and unless you do something drastic or something uh, drastic happens, you'll go all the way to the bottom.
1: So, so, uh, what happened then? So, so how was I, la- life I, in prison for you? Like, um, because you were talking <laughs> uh-huh. a lot. <laughs> I'm so fascinated how was it? by hearing those. It? Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it was
2: great,
0: you know. No, it just no um, Uh, prison is life in prison is is what you'd expect it to be it's it's extremely stressful uh it's it's violent um everything is solved by violence um meaning that if there's a disagreement um or if there's some type of you know adjudication that needs to happen uh if if two people can't say okay okay and shake hands um then it's like okay well you guys got to fight or okay well well then he needs to die like somebody needs to go stab that guy like somebody needs to go take him out uh, and and it's very matter of fact like that it's not like um it's not like oh my god man oh we got to you, you know it's none of that stuff it's just very like business like and and te- okay well if he's not going to do it and he's not going to do it you guys go over there and like, beat the shit out of each other go and if you don't do it then it's like okay well he's the punk He's the bitch. And then, and then you get in an even worse downward spiral because once people know that you won't handle your business or you won't stand up for yourself or take care of yourself, then all the predators come in, you know, Hmm. then every, what, what he, he ranked out, he bitched out. So then somebody comes, Hey man, give me your shit. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You know? And, and that's it. Like, what are you going to do? You wouldn't handle it over here. Now you're not going to handle it here. And now you're not going to handle it there. And it's just like, you'll be a victim uh, consistently. Uh, barring some type of act of extreme violence, uh, you will just sink to the bottom of the totem pole. That'll be it. You know. So it, it's, it's very much to where uh, you have to be a man of your word. Meaning if you say you're going to do something, you, you have to do it. And that's like on any level. So like, uh, like, let's say you see, you have a disagreement with someone or you don't like someone or something like that. And you go, man, screw that guy. Next time I see him, I'm going to beat his ass. Right. If somebody hears you say that. Right. <laughs> and then,
2: yeah. and then
0: you, you see, you see that guy and they're like, okay, well, there he is. Go, go handle it, man. You know? And then you don't. Right. You're just, oh, well, uh, I was just saying, man, I, I, I didn't, you know, I was just talking, you know? No. <laughs> none of that stuff, you know, because then your, your word gets known as, as no good. And people will think like, like you, you're afraid to handle your business. So that's really a lot. What it was, was, was keeping your word, you know, and then, and then, uh, handling your business. Like if, if something happened or if something was going to happen, you had to be willing to take care of yourself, uh, physically. Um, Mm. Most people in the in the free world, uh, and I think this is a a large reason why people are fascinated not only with like prison, but like you you see like a lot of cop movies and cop stories and stuff like that. Um, It's because most people in the free world don't have to um, really ever involve themselves in extreme violence. Like, it's like a foreign type of thing, you know, fighting for your life or, or, you know, trying to kill someone or do it, you know, most people don't do that, you know, and, and they never have. So, uh, when, when they know that somebody lived that or somebody, you know, that's what they were about. Uh, it's, it's fascinating to them. You know, it's something to where, uh, they, they want to know more, um. And, and that's really what it is, is you've, you've got to be willing to, to take things all the way, uh, like to not stop. And it, and that could mean like up to, um, terminating whatever or whoever the threat is, like just making them no longer a threat. So (laughs) it's crazy.
1: I can relate to what you've just said um, because um, I'm also fascinated by hearing those stories. And I think because I have such a normal background, like normal parents, like we had a good life like all the time, like the worst things that I've experienced were like money problems and breakups. So nothing like, so, so, so I think um, people like me are really fascinated by hearing someone speak about that because uh, they never experienced like extreme violence or like, um, yeah, something like that. But um, uh, what would you say to to uh, because I've already talked to a few people that were in prison, and a lot of people say mm. that stupid people get into those kind of situations. So, what is your take on that? Uh,
0: I, I've I've met many guys that were like genius level in prison. Okay, I, I, I mean guys that were just, uh, and I think that that's. The reason why they ended up there was because they were so damn smart. Um, They ended up making stupid mistakes. I know that doesn't, I know that that sounds funny, but what, what happens is, is when people are extremely intelligent, uh, they think that people that are less intelligent, um, they aren't going to be able to, to follow what happened. Or they aren't going to be able to catch them, or they aren't going to be able. So, so they do these these things. But um, I I met people in there that were, I mean, scary intelligent. Um, and it was just like some dumb luck incident. Like I'll give you an example. There was this one guy. He was a lifer, and he was uh, he was pretty intense, uh, white guy, and uh, he was one of those guys to where he was all right to talk to, but every once in a while, like you'd catch him, like, like he'd, he'd say something and then he'd look at you like a little bit extra longer, you know, and and you'd be thinking like, this guy, this guy getting crazy right now. Like, like, is he like, yeah. Like, is he thinking about killing me? Like, what is it? You know, because I mean, he he was there for that. Right. So this, this is an example. This guy was really, really smart, very intelligent. Um, Helped a lot of people with a bunch of different legal stuff. Uh, always knew the, he was encyclopedic almost, right? Um, and the way that he got there was this. He had this business. Uh, he had a business partner. He felt like his business partner was an impediment to his business, right? So he decided he was going to kill him. And he lured this guy out into the 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 forest or the mountains or whatever, saying, "Hey, let's go on a hike, you know, we'll talk about this or that or whatever, right, and so he brings him out in the forest out in the middle of nowhere, shoots him, kills him dead, right, takes him off the trail, uh you know, drags him out in the middle of freaking nowhere, okay, <laughs> digs this nice big grave, right, throws the body in, boom, done, gone, right, gets away with it the, the it's uh you know um the guy's missing oh where is he oh, i don't know you know this and that uh about uh, it was the next year um there was the snow okay and uh bear came out of hibernation <laughs> okay this bear Went and found the bot- and like, because bears can smell things under under the Whoa, ground, right?
1: What a crazy story, this,
0: man. <laughs> this bear finds the body, it up, right?
2: Fuck. And, and,
0: and goes, goes to town, you know, starts eating it, right? This hiker was out with his dog, and his dog takes off off the trail. Boom. He's like, oh, come back, come back, right? So he goes and follows his dog off this trail through this thing, and the dog led him right to the body. So then the hiker goes back and tells, you know, uh, hey, found this body. The yeah. cops come out. They investigate. And through forensic evidence, I believe it was the bullet was, was still in the guy. Uh, they were able to match it to this guy's uh, firearm, and he went to prison. That was it. But, I mean, just, like, dumb luck stuff. Like, a bear came out of hibernation yeah. and dug the body up. Like, if that would have ever man. happened, he would have gotten away with it. That would have been that right so there there were people in there that uh it's like they they were so smart they were stupid Mm. Uh, i mean if that makes sense you know
1: yeah
0: uh when when you think you're smarter than everybody else you make mistakes
1: yeah And,
0: and what happens
1: and i think a lot of because you've mentioned that um they're like also like very very intelligent per- people in prison, and um, one guy that um, that I've known through the gym, he was like always like a very friendly guy, like a Russian, and um, he was mm-hmm. always uh, he was like I, I don't know like um, he's he's working on construction. And um, he was like very good with cars and bikes and stuff like that. And he always fixed mm-hmm. my stuff and, and stuff of my ex-girlfriend. And he was always helping with like saying things like, okay, when you have this problem with your apartment, like I will fix this. So he was like overly friendly and not overly friendly, but just a very friendly and helpful person. And um, after a couple of weeks and months, he, he, he told me that he, been, uh, he has been in, in prison for murder. I was like, what the fucking hell? This was like one yeah. of the nicest, no bullshit, like for everyone. This was one of the nicest people that I've met in my entire life, like hands down, mm. like so friendly, so helpful. Like I would never in my life, like he was like six like very muscular and big, but but I would never like say this guy's like a dangerous guy or something and um, he was in prison for murder and and I was like, what the fuck like i couldn't believe it at all and it really crushed my belief system because i i thought like i could screen someone like that out like i would i would recognize if i'm meeting like someone who has been in prison so um but but you, you can tell it you can tell it yeah
0: you know you can definitely there are okay just like i'm saying there's there's smart people in prison yeah um they are also the, the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. In I mean, so, so I, I mean, seriously, like, like new levels, new levels of dumb that I didn't even know existed, right? Like just, just stupid dumb. So, uh, I mean, there is that and, and, and they far outnumber the smart people. Um, you know, yeah, then you got okay, your just guy, average yeah. people, a, a, a lot of people, you know, they're just kind of like the average Joe, they made a bad decision and you know, yeah. now they're, they got caught and they're in prison, but there was a lot of dummies. I mean, for sure. And one of the things uh, that that prison does, right, because uh, a lot of people wouldn't expect this, but, but manners and politeness mean everything in prison. Um, because if you are disrespectful in any way, that could be warrant for someone to take off on you, for someone to do something to you, right? So, I mean, uh, ma- manners are extremely important. Um, I mean, even out in, in the, in the world, they should be, but, uh, in there, they're, they're a must, you know, you bump into somebody on accident, you know, Oh, excuse me, pardon me. You know, Mm. uh, like, like stuff like that. Uh, you know, you're walking in front of someone, excuse me, you know, um, there, you, you have to be like that. And, and I think that what happens is I know it was for me too, uh, because, you know, the level of of carnage that can happen because you've experienced it, right? Uh, you are extra careful and nice to people because you don't want um, you don't want anyone to try and take it there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like, so w- you know, out on the streets now, out in the free world, um, I- I'm still very polite. I still try to be extremely courteous and nice to people. I usually smile, you know, um, yeah. and it's because I don't want anyone having a problem because mm. it's like, they don't know the box that they're opening. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Like, uh, I, I can, I can guarantee that I will take it farther than they will, yeah. you know, and, and it's, and it's like, I don't want to get into that. So I would rather not have a situation happen. Uh the the guys that you you see walking around all tough and they're just like over oh, and they're like yeah. you know all they're they're BS. That they're <laughs> uh no, I mean they are. You know, um because the the real dudes, the real yeah. hard guys, they aren't they aren't messing around like that. Um I saw the, you know the worst crimes against humanity uh I have ever seen in my life were in prison. Uh I you, you Uh, the, the, the damage and the atrocities that, that men will do against other men, it it borders on amazing. I mean, like you just, you wouldn't, uh, like, like you would think like if you have a soul, right. Mm. Uh, coming back to, to, you know, not being a psychopath or a sociopath, you think that if you have a soul or a conscious, you just wouldn't be able to do this stuff. Um, The only thing I can like it to, although it's far less honorable is it's like people that are in war, you know, and, and you see like these, these bodies and stuff that happens to them, you know, and it, and it messes the guys up. Uh, they, they get the PTSD and, and, and all that, uh, prison can have a similar effect to where, um, you know, there's no, there's no firearms or anything like that. But I mean, uh, you can just see people extremely damaged or, or dead and, and you're like, uh, it, it, I saw people go crazy from it. You know, I saw, I saw people during my 10 years, they came in or, or I met them, uh, and they were normal, you know, they seemed fine. Uh, and then as time went on, they started just losing their mind, you know, started doing crazy stuff. So, I mean, it, it can have, if, if you're not, uh, focused on who you are and, and conscious of, of, where you are and what's happening. You could lose it. You could Mm. go nuts. Yeah.
1: And the Russian guy also told me the same thing, that he experienced someone killing himself in jail and he was like, what the fuck? And um, yeah, like you said, people really lose their minds. And um, I really love what you have said about like a couple of minutes earlier about manners and having manners. And I think this is like a big mistake in the manners sphere because um, a lot of people, especially in my age, they are very inspired by guys like you, by guys like, like Andrew Tate or Tristan Tate. And they think that they have to be like them. And it's, I think so silly because, um, it's working for you like being Bobby Dino because you are Bobby Dino. It's working for Tristan mm-hmm. and for Andrew because they are those guys. But if you yeah. aren't like them, you, I think it's really silly to, to emulate them. For, I, for instance, like you said, I agree. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm also the, the nice person, the charismatic guy. And I can tell everyone who is listening to this, like you can have an amazing life just being the nice, smiling, funny person. You meet so, so many girls. You don't have to be like a certain persona you don't have to be me you don't have to be bobby dino i think it's it's a completely wrong message to everyone um who who's like following those guys on twitter and i think that they would say the same thing if if, yeah
0: yeah you know the the thing is and i tell people that a lot too is, is it's all right if you want to if you find somebody inspiring and you want to like uh like emulate them you know, like, like you're, you're inspired by them, but it's a totally different thing to try and, and be them. And (laughs) unfortunately, uh, I, I see that a lot, uh, in different spaces. Um, I see guys that are trying to be exactly like someone else. And I mean, to the point to where they're dressing exactly like them, uh, they're, they're talking like them, you know, and it's, it's the thing is this, you can't, the reason why you can't be like someone else is because they have an experience that shaped them that way or experiences, I should say that shape them into the person that they am uh, or are. You don't have those experiences. Uh, so you trying to play that role without experience, what they say, it, it makes you want un- inauthentic, you know, you're an imposter essentially. Yeah. And, and so the best way to be a, a solid guy and to, and to come across as authentic is you've got to create your own experiences. You've got to get out and live life, and uh, you know, do the easy stuff and do the hard stuff, like both. You know, and and, um, and get those notches under your belt because confidence it comes from experience, um, and and so does authenticity. And if you don't if you don't have those experiences uh, especially these guys that are like, it, you know, in their late teens or early mid twenties, you know, um, it's, you haven't lived, uh, you haven't, you you may have gone through something. Okay. You might've had a, had some type of whatever, but, uh, you have to live life. You have to, you have to get out and do it on your own. You can't vicariously live it through someone else and, and come across as authentic. People look at you. You don't even need to say a word. They're like, oh, pff, we know who he's yeah. trying to be.
2: <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it yeah, happens. Totally. And it's a bummer. It's a bummer because, uh, you know, lately too, um, th- this past week, I- I've been calling out the, the Manosphere on-, on social media uh, because I've never identified myself with it. Uh, Me like neither. Never, <laughs> yeah, you know, I- I've never...
1: I know yeah, a couple and, of guys and, from the manosphere but uh, uh yeah that's it
0: but yeah so so it's it's one of these things to where i i feel like they're they're selling this image and they're selling a persona um they're they're making money off of impressionable men off of men that have hurt you know men that have uh bad experiences and they're looking for a for a new way to to live and uh a lot of these guys are bullshit they are, I've met a lot of these dudes and I'll tell you what, they are full of shit. Like uh, they're, they're preaching a message that they themselves don't even live or they're preaching a message about masculinity. And you look at these guys and there's like, there's not a masculine bone in your body. What are you talking to? Like, it's like, it's like pre- preaching theory, yeah. you know? Uh, so it, it's, it's a bummer for me because, um, I would rather see guys, gain some authenticity, gain some, some life experience, because that's really what's going to carry you across. Not trying to, you know, somebody makes a list and you go, okay, well, I'm just going to live like this list. that My <laughs> my favorite, my favorite guru uh, made. And if I just do everything that he says, you know, yeah. hmm, no, that's yeah. not enough.
1: And then I really like what you've said about like, um, that authenticity comes through experience because I can verify that, so much because like i was like a very um unconfident person in my teens and um very insecure person in my teens and um through living life through gaining experience um i became way more confident in myself and way more authentic because i've realized okay like um like just being myself is good enough like uh people like me just being myself and girls like yeah. me just being myself. So I think, um, like you said, uh, get those not just under, under your belt because uh, <laughs> you, you you really gain the confidence through living life, through um, traveling, through like creating your first business or selling your first service and so on and so forth. So I really think that's great advice.
0: Yeah, no, it, it is. and And it's, you know, one of the great ways that experience comes across is, is dealing with other people. So uh, make sure that you, you talk to people. Um, make sure that you're able to, to converse and to enter a conversation because you gain a lot of experience that way as well uh, in, in dealing with others, you know, the social ex- experience. Um, I have, I have a group that I started called The Outfit that has some good guys in it. And, um, this, this type of stuff is what we talk about. Uh, it, it's, it's how you choose to, to set your mind, right. And then what you choose to accomplish because you don't have to be a business owner or, uh, an internet influencer or, you know, whichever you could be yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. And still, uh, gain some good experience and still be able to hold your own, it, it, whether in conversation or in, in combat or or whatever it is. So, I, I know that there's like this big push online, uh, especially like in, in certain areas of Twitter, to where it's like, okay, man, you you got to wake up at three a.m., and take an hour long <laughs> <cold> shower. <laughs> drink, drink 10 silliness. cups of coffee, do a thousand pushups, uh, you know,
1: minimum, to minimum, tomorrow's. minimum. Yeah, minimum. If you're not doing
0: it, you're not living life. Right. Uh, and, and, and you got to start 10 internet businesses and,
2: uh, make, make where's side hustle? Yeah.
0: yeah. Where's Where's your side <laughs> hustles? Where's all this stuff? Like, you know, the, these people, they're doing construction. I don't know if you can hear that in the background, but they're doing construction not at all. On the apartment not at above. all. I okay. Run. Yeah. Uh, Okay, good. So, uh, so there's this um, there's this thing to where like like there's this idea that if you're not doing this,
1: by the way, what a great uh, conversation! I'm loving it. So (laughs) good.
0: good. No, there. But there's this idea that if you're not doing this, like you're not living life right, like you're not you're not being a a a man or a good person or whatever. And it's like, look, you don't need to be an entrepreneur to. Be experiencing life in a in a in a good way, you know. Uh, as a matter of fact, entrepreneurship is not for most. I mean, it, it's crazy. You 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 work more than if you did have a nine to five. Uh, so, it, it's um, it's about being yourself and having your your own experiences. Um, and I say be yourself, and people go, "Well, what if yourself sucks?" You know, what if? It, <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm not saying to be necessarily the current version of you if, if you're not pleased with it right but i'm seeing be the best version of you mm. you understand so it's it's not like when, when i say be yourself i'm not saying hey be be the guy that you think is a loser you know i'm, <laughs> I'm saying
1: <laughs> you know i'm, Dude, I'm saying you're be, killing me
0: yeah no but be the guy that you <laughs> have envisioned yourself to be because when you know, we lie to ourselves more than anyone else. And if if you're taking like a, like a look at yourself, you know, and you're being honest about it and you say, well, you know what, I could be doing this. I could be doing that. Um, then, then that's what you need to be doing. You need to do it. Uh, and it's, and it's about being the best version of yourself. That that's what's important.
1: And, um, yeah. I, I, I totally agree with, with everything that you are saying. Um, it's really about like being the best version of yourself. You don't really have to change aspects that you like about yourself, but obviously, like you've said, um, uh, the message isn't okay. You drink beer all day and smoke weed like, uh, every day. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but, 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 um, Yeah, coming back to to your point earlier about like, I think a lot of people, I think like a big problem with the human psyche is that if we see someone and we admire them that we want to become like them. For instance, like if you're seeing a great singer, you want to be a singer. If you're seeing a great entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you want to become an entrepreneur. And I think this is like a very dangerous trap to fall into for most people because you really have to know yourself and know where your strengths lie in and and, and what your interests are and leverage that because I think a lot of people, they're trying to be something that they are not. And um, I think this is like a really s- silly way of living life. So it this makes sense?
0: Yeah. You know, when you get on the path to, to self-improvement, right, yeah. and, and you're really looking to, to level yourself up, first and foremost, you got to take responsibility for, for who and what you are. Uh, yeah. You you can't be saying like you know oh if only this or oh the world's holding me back and <laughs> oh the system and all oh, the man yeah. and, and all this you, know? <laughs> you, you you can't be doing that. Um, yeah. And, and par- part of accepting that responsibility is uh, what I call honest self assessments. So you you've got to be able to to honestly look at yourself as if as if you're not yourself. So like like
1: yeah. and this is really hard, I would say for most people
0: it is and me included (laughs) right right um because people lie to themselves so easily you know it's like oh i i know that there's this going on but i got it handled yeah yeah oh i know i know that i should be doing this (laughs) and i'll get to it but uh you know uh, and it's like it's very easy for people to just make excuses for themselves uh so when you're doing these honest self-assessments you have to do it as if you're you're not you as if you're like reading a report on someone going, okay, well, let's see, he does this, 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 and this, you know, and, and when you're able to, to step outside of yourself and, and examine yourself, um, it, it becomes a lot more efficient taking responsibility for who and what you are. Mm. Um, you, you, can't, you can't lie. Uh, you can't make the excuses when you're taking responsibility uh, after that you, you need to commit to a, a plan of action so you've recognized that there are shortcomings that there are ways that you could improve right and then um, you you commit to improving them uh, it's not like dipping your toe in in, in a pool okay uh, it's jumping in right you have to go a hundred percent because if you're if you're riding the fence so to speak or if you are Toe dipping, you know, like going—is oh, it cold? Is it cold? <laughs> right? You're doing something like that. Uh, it, you're not. Your mission is destined to fail.
2: Yeah.
0: You know the the reason why why you see people in any field, uh, whether they're entrepreneurs, whether they're they're actors, whether they're um, uh, I don't know anything, fighters, whatever. Uh, the the ones that are successful is because they make their whole life about it. They they jump in, you know, uh, bodybuilders, right. You see the guys that look like they're like, they're drawn straight from a comic book, you know, just all right. Those guys look like that because they have fully jumped in to that lifestyle. You yeah. know, they aren't just a, okay, I'm going to go to the gym for a half an hour and, you know, lift some weights or I'm great and I'm done. Right. It's not those guys. Yeah. So that's how you have to, you have to treat your, your self-improvement the same way uh that it, that it's a, a total commitment otherwise uh it's just it's destined for failure
1: and i like what you've said about like um about like being honest with yourself because um i'm always talking with my younger brother sydney about like it's so important for us to always look how things are and not how we want them to be because i think a lot of people and it's like just human nature i think um, that we tend to look at things how we want them to be instead of like how they are. And I think this really stops you from growing. Like for instance, like um, we made so many changes in our business in the past like four or five months and it, it it really boiled down to, okay, let's stop bullshitting ourselves. Let's stop kidding ourselves. Like what are the problems? Like what are the weaknesses? Okay, like where's the brand message shitty? Okay, how's the sales copy? And and so on and so forth. And if you really like, um dig deep into into those topics, I think um you can make crazy improvements because I think a lot of people yeah. they aren't really honest with themselves. They, they they are having like a shitty relationship and they are thinking, okay, but my girl does this and this and that. But overall they aren't happy at all. And and they are always like you've said they're always lying to themselves. And I think this is like really sad. Like um you can't really grow if you if you think like that. So
0: yeah,
1: what what do you uh what what's your business? I I, I don't. I, yeah, it's yeah. so so, really... so so we are basically um, booking people on podcasts because I've done like three hundred episodes. Oh, okay. We are connected okay. to, to so so many podcasts, so we are kind of acting like a booking agency, quote unquote. So excellent um, clients okay. are paying us a monthly fee, and we say okay, like you pay us X, we get you on five podcasts per month. That's it. So gotcha. Oh, okay, yeah. that's
0: cool. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. No. Um, and, and that's, I mean, it is, a lot of it is, is just, it's BSing yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, it,
2: it,
0: one of the things that I, I talk about with, with writing and, and speaking, right. Is, uh, I say brevity over bullshit. Right. <laughs> so, so, so the, 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 most like succinct like brief way that you, can explain or write something is usually the best. Uh, otherwise, it's just a bunch of bullshit filler. Um, to get to the point, right? Uh, that that applies across many aspects uh, of of living. Period. You know that when they say like the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, right? Mm, so yeah. uh, so speak speak straight, speak plain. Uh, yeah. Live straight, live plain. If if you're here mm. and you want to get here. Don't do all this, you know. I really, love this. You finally I really love this. I really love this. No, yeah. I mean, that, well, because people do that, you know. Uh,
1: yeah. And and we all have been there. Like I can relate yeah, so much yeah. to that. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: I mean, I, I have too. I'm not. I'm not speaking from theory. You know, I, I, that's <laughs> that's part of that's part of what experience is. Is you make <laughs> you, you live these experiences, whether good or bad, and and if you're learning from it, you 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 don't repeat the bad ones. You know mm. that that's that's part of the point, point. Um, and, and you really have to have a a, a plan of action versus versus a, a wish list, right? And what I mean <laughs> so by I'll that have is, one,
1: but uh, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, well, what I mean by that is people people will say you know they'll 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 commit, let's say, to self improvement, and they'll they'll take responsibility for their lives, and now mm. they go, okay, well, what am I going to do? Well, I want to be I want to be a news anchor. Okay. Well, that's, that's a wish. That's not like uh, anything, you know, concrete or planned out. It's like, okay, so how do I do that? Well, first I need to get signed up with school. I need to get into broadcast journalism. I need to talk to these people and that people or whichever. And there's like steps. And, and but the best part is, is that most of what anybody wants to be, uh, people have already done it. So it's not like you necessarily need to create a roadmap right? Because there already is a roadmap, most likely, mm. right? There are, there are things that you can follow. And, and this goes back to like when you're looking at, you were talking earlier about like uh, people will see someone that they, that they like what they do and they want to be that person, right? Well, emulation is fine, but we don't want to do imitation. So, so if you like that person and you like what they do, then look how they got there. Right okay, well, they did this, and then they did that, and then they did this, and then they did that mm. right so you're it's it's like there's a there's a map laid out uh and then hopefully uh you can you can get there through through said roadmap um, yeah. it it may not always work out for you because like I was saying earlier, people have different experiences that you know kind of shape who they are. But I mean, if there's a failure or whatever, then you just you learn from it and you move on. And that failure was a learning opportunity, and it's only going to make you better.
1: Um, yeah, and and coming through uh, coming to your first point, I think um, a big problem of the self help industry is that. There are a lot of people that aren't really serious. I think like seriousness is like a big, big issue. I think like a lot of people enjoy reading, quote unquote, the success stories of certain people and they enjoy like reading about like, uh, for instance, I don't believe like in motivation at all, but, but they enjoy like. Watching motivational videos, and they uh, like love reading all the books, watching uh, the YouTube videos, listening to the podcast, but deep down they don't really want it and I think like I really can't help those people like i I think there's no like quick fix or like a great quote that I can tell them like um there's nothing wrong with enjoying those things that I've mentioned, but I think like like they aren't really in it to win it if this makes sense, and the second point okay. um now i forgot what i was uh wanted to talk about but 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 yeah That's like right. like but 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 yeah i think like seriousness is like a big issue
0: yeah i i mean uh it's it's one of those things to where okay look uh, there's this there's this saying right? That you, if, if you do what you love, like you never work a day in your life,
2: right?
0: Uh, uh, Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Right. Right. So, but, but, and and then people will tell you, they'll be like, Hey, uh, go with your passion, you know, go, go with that, go with, and, and look, if you're really good at your passion, like if it's, if you're like at an expert level at, at what you love to do, then great. Go with it, try and monetize it, leverage it. But the thing is, is a lot of people are passionate about stuff that they're, they're not expert level at, you know, and if that's the case, then I say, go with what you're good at
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and keep working on your passion. Like, like the guy that's, that's out laying asphalt, you know, and fixing potholes. Okay. Yeah his passion isn't getting tar all over himself and, and going and fill in Like I can guarantee you that's not what that guy's passion
1: is. <laughs> not <about>. at all. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: But, but he's good at it and he's uh. leveraged some point with business or whatever to where it's like, okay, he's got the materials, he's got this and that. And now he's, you know, he's got the contracts and that's what he's doing. Okay. Mm. Uh, it was something that he's good at and, and was able to, to leverage for himself. So, I, I mean if you could manage to align the two, you know, your your passion mm. and 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 what you're bit then then great. I mean you're amazing, gonna yeah. you're it, it'll be even yeah, it's gonna be amazing for you. But if it's not at that point yet, go with what you know and and stick with it. You know, that that's that's a big thing is uh just like I was talking about earlier, um, with when you're in prison, you have to be willing to go all the way. Right. Mm. So if there's a, if there's a violent altercation or whatever, the guy that goes the longest, the farthest wins. Okay. Uh, so, so if two guys are going head to head, uh, one of them is going to give up whether, whether you knock him down and he doesn't get back up, whether you, you know, you, you beat him so bad he can't get back up. Uh, whether you just take him out, whatever the point, like one guy is, it's going to be game over. Right. Um, And the guy, I'm just saying, and the guy that goes the longest, the farthest, he's going to be the victor. And that's how you have to think about life in general. So when, when things are, are happening, you know, uh, don't take no for an answer, you know, don't accept those roadblocks. Uh, one of the, one of the analogies that I use for this when I'm trying to explain it to people is let's say you're at home, you've got no food in the pantry, and your family needs to eat, right? So you say, okay, I need to go to the grocery store and get something to eat. So you get in your car, you drive to the grocery store, and halfway there, there's a roadblock. Mm, This road is closed. Now, when you come to that, do you go, oh, well, shoot, this road is closed, better go back home, you know, and, and go back to the empty pantry? No, you go, Oh this road is closed. Let me look at my map and find another road to where I can <laughs> yeah,
2: get around that closure this, yeah. and get to my goal. Terrific so design.
0: so that's yeah well that's how you have to do it is is you don't take no for an answer. You you keep going until you get to the goal because why are you going to let another person who breathes air like you who has blood pumping through his veins like you why are you going to let them be the one that stops your goal that stops what it is you want to do they're just another person you know yeah. they're just they're, they're just another another guy or another gal that uh is essentially you know just like you they're doing their thing or whatever so you don't have to accept them saying ah oh, you aren't good enough or oh no uh this isn't for you no you don't have to accept that
1: and um yeah. I, I i can just remember the point that i was trying to make earlier and okay. um well, what i wanted to address is I think you can definitely learn from people above your weight class and you can definitely learn from quote unquote successful people. But I think it's still very, very important to still think for yourself because um, even people who are at the top, um, they are obviously doing a lot of things, right? Because else they wouldn't be at the top, but a lot of things that they are, Doing or uh, that, are ma- uh, that the, how they're handling things, um, they're despite doing those things on the top. For instance, let's, uh, uh, I will give my our listeners a concrete example because at first I, I saw everyone selling digital marketing services like SEO, content marketing, stuff like that. Like it worked for me, but it was like, um, we're still offering those services, but they're like a tiny, tiny part of our current business, but 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 um. I was always struggling. I was always struggling um, because I think it's like very saturated. It has like a very low barrier of entry and it's uh, like so, so many people are doing it. So, so, because I always saw all of those gurus doing those things, I thought, okay, I have to do the same thing. Another example is, um, and, 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 and it completely changed my life when I started offering my new service, like, like I've talked about like, a couple of minutes ago. And um, another example is, uh, a recent example is, um, I always had the, the titles like Joe Rogan, like the Joe Rogan experience, and then the number, and then the name of the guest. Like a couple of days what? ago, I started changing the titles of all my podcasts, and we just uh-huh. just doing that we we've doubled and tripled the traffic on iTunes like just oh, just nice. just like just having like different titles like how to nice. Do this. How to do that? Like, yeah. and 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 like, Joe Rogan would be probably way more successful if he if he would use those clickbaity titles or those titles that people are actually like typing into Google. But 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 he's despite like having those titles, he's at the top because he's like such a great uh, interviewer. So um, I think like. You, you can learn from people and um, you should learn from people, but um, you have to still think for yourself.
0: Absolutely. And you know, okay, so I, I haven't advertised this too much, although um, at, at the behest of, of not only myself, but, but other people that, that know of it, I'm going to start advertising it more. But uh, I, I do copywriting, uh, you know, direct response copy, stuff like that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what I became known for was being a writer. And, um, I've, I've had some of the guys that are masters in the space, uh, in the copywriting space, tell me, Oh man, you need to be offering these skills, you know? Uh, and that is something, uh, only because you're talking about like the how to and the, you know, whichever, uh, there are certain <laughs> formulas, so to speak that, that work well with that. And, and it's All that is, is it's making your craft and your trade better. So if you know how to write, okay, it's copywriting on on the surface, you know, just on on like if you're just gonna look at it, you're going, okay, well, you're you're selling people through your writing. Okay. But if you dig deeper, you begin to understand, okay, well, if I'm writing and I talk like I write, or I write like I talk, right, then learning this. Is not only going to help me sell more, but it's going to help me convince more efficiently with with my business, with my writing, with my speaking, with whatever, and uh, it, it, be, it it in turn helps you to communicate better. Like it, it helps with the uh, efficiency of your overall communication. So so uh, yeah, it's changing it up to where. Um, Like, like how you did. Right. Uh, I, I could see how that would work because, um, that, that's, that's very formula formula like with, with, uh, the whole copywriting, uh, uh, deal. Um, it's just when you, when you start studying stuff like that, all you're doing is you're, you're helping your, your craft
1: true and um i think um everyone who's listening to this because i think like you're like a great communicator and you're like a very smart person when it comes down to things like social interactions um thinking about okay like how should i behave myself in this type of situation so that that's why i can clearly see that you you, you can you are probably a very good copywriter so um could you please um speak about like Um, what are the frameworks, so to speak, about like um, social communications that you tend to think about? Like, um, yeah, getting to know other people, connecting with people, um, working with with business people and so on and so forth.
0: Well, I I think I, I, I was talking about it a little bit earlier. I think that the most important thing is that you are able to be direct. Uh, people appreciate honesty, right? Nobody likes a liar. You don't like a liar. Guess what? Nobody else does either, right? Yeah. Nobody likes a bullshitter. Okay, um, I, I do not know one person who, who's like who, who you know <laughs> thinks. Oh, yeah, I want this guy to sit in front of me and just bullshit me. You know, like uh, it's just not. It's not something that anybody's going to be attracted to. Uh, when you're, if it's if it's a verbal communication, uh, or social interaction or whatever, uh, your, your body language plays a huge factor into how you're trying to get your message across as well. So, uh, it's not just about what you say, but it's about your presence. It's about how you say it. Right. So if you're, you know, slunched over and you're not looking you're like, yeah, you know, um, I think Mm -hmm. that this and that, right. That, that conveys something. Rather than if you're upright, your shoulders are back, you've you've got good posture, you're looking straight at the person and you're saying, hey, here's what I think should happen, you know, or here's how I think we can solve this, this issue, right? Uh, It it makes a a big difference. So uh, when you are- Don't look at me
1: right now, guys. (laughs) I'm a bad example. (laughs) No, well, you know, I mean, it's all right. (laughs) No, but
0: so, so, you know, you got to realize too, it's not all about (laughs) um what you say but it's about uh, the delivery you know the presence how it's uh this is another thing i talk about uh how it is uh how it's displayed right and you you want to maintain the eye contact you want to have good posture uh manners like we talked about earlier yeah. uh you know um go through the proprieties you know shaking hands do whichever. and then when people are talking to you look at them you know, uh, maintain that eye contact. Uh, I know people have a problem with eye contact, right? Uh, there's people that, that, uh, it becomes an issue, um, mm-hmm. that maybe, maybe they grew up and that wasn't something that, that they did, or maybe they had some trauma in their childhood and and they just couldn't, but you have to be conscious in what you're talking about. Uh, you have to maintain that frame to where, when you're speaking, you're able to speak directly. You're also thinking about how you look, right? You're trying to get your message across as clearly and briefly as possible. Okay. And you're supporting it obviously with facts, figures, whatever. So it's not, it's not bullshit. Okay. You're, yeah. you're giving the straight, the straight gunk, the straight juice, right? And you speak clearly and concisely. Uh, you don't, Over talk, you don't speed talk. Uh it's it's really about thinking a few steps ahead of what's coming out. Yeah. And if you and if you have to speak slower, if you have to enunciate better, if you have to direct the conversation in a certain way, whatever it is, uh, it's about being a few steps ahead. It's about maintaining your frame and, and really like thinking not just about the conversation, right. Mm. And not just about, okay, here's what I'm going to say next. Or you, you, a lot of people, uh, especially with like sales type stuff, right. They train themselves on cues, like, okay, if this person says this, I'm going to say this. If this person says, it's like, it's like a, a you know, call and response type thing. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, really what it is, is it's you have to be in the moment um but you have to be maintaining your your overall frame so it can't just be that you're listening to the person and waiting for them to say something so you can interject with something else right uh it, it has to be maintaining the overall big picture including how you relate to it uh We, this is, this is something that I've worked with on people that can be dived into deeper. I I hope I'm, I'm explaining it in such a way that, uh, people can follow along because it's not something that you can really, um, it's not something that, that like I can talk about for five minutes and you're going to master, you you know,
1: it (laughs) it, it takes practice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, but, but it's, it's definitely doable for anyone. Um, I've, I've seen people who I would have never thought, could turn it around who, who are now doing fairly well for themselves. And it's because they learned how, how to project, you know, what they're projecting to the world through their physicality and how to speak. So it is possible.
1: And, and I think um, that thinking ahead is like generally like, Great advice because I think like a lot of people they are always like in reacting mode, and um, they're reacting in their social lives and their relationships to things that are just happening to them right now in their business. But I think like if you really want to master something, you 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 aren't really reacting to things; you are like preventing things because you 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 you've thought through the process, you've thought ahead. Okay, when I'm doing this, this will happen. And um, if you're thinking like that, I think you can prevent a lot of issues. So, um, yeah, I think, um, like, um, being reactive is, uh, should be a sign that you're probably doing something wrong, I would say.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it really, the, the problem with it is that it comes across as canned. Uh, it comes across yeah, okay. as, as, uh, as in, unauthentic. You know, you'll you'll see. Um, I was I was to to
1: be honest. I was uh, just uh, thinking about like sales, for instance. If you're writing sales copy, like you can really think ahead of okay, what the customer is replying to this message. So I think, um, for instance, like when you're writing sales copy, I think it doesn't come uh, across as being authentic. But in social interactions, obviously, for sure. But but please continue.
0: No, well, copy copy is a, a different animal so so when you know the the most important thing with copy uh whoever or whatever your customer is um you want to be able to to assume their voice okay you you, it it takes study it's not just like um you hire me as a copywriter let's say and you go hey i want to write copy about that it's like oh great have it to you by tomorrow You know, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that because first of all, I need to know what your brand is about. I need to know who you are. Uh, I need to do backup reading or, or anything you've written, anything you, whatever I need to go through and do research. Then I need to figure out who your customers are. Okay. Who your customer base is, uh, and figure out, okay, what are these people about? What are their, what are their, uh, problems and concerns and what are their desires? Right? So there's, there's this, a process that it goes through, uh, so that's a way that you avoid. It it comes across as as more authentic that way. To so whereas, like you'll see, you'll see like uh, sales uh, sheets, right? To where, um, and they give these especially to like telemarketers or people yeah. that are doing you know cold call sales or whatever, and, and it'll be something like, okay, your customer says this. This is what you say, right?
1: And and, and it's
0: like, and so it comes across as very canned, you know, Uh, just very like. um, And then I think people
1: hate it, like I hate it for sure. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, people hate it so much that if a telemarketer calls, you just hang up. You know, it's like I'm not interested. (laughs) They they don't want to hear what you got to say. You know, Uh, so so it's um, it's we we're coming back to authenticity to where we need to make sure that that we're authentic and um and doing uh I- i'm sorry i'm just they're doing this construction and forgive me what i keep looking like this but yeah, i think mean, they're okay. drilling and banging and doing all this stuff and i'm going god are they about to come through the ceiling right now what's <laughs> happening but okay.
2: uh
0: it, but yeah it, it comes back to the authenticity and to um to having your own voice right yeah. to to being um to to the point to where it's like people know like oh okay this is this is Bobby or oh, okay this is this is this is them you know mm. um copy's a different thing but but essentially it's the same thing you do you're like, okay this is how hardy talks this is how hardy's business represents itself so it's just uh, with you you want to uh, authenticity is what sells authenticity is what not only will sell your business but what will sell you so um yeah. that's why it's best to have.
1: And uh Bobby, I think everyone who's listening to this they would really appreciate hearing you talk about okay like we have been like all over the place today but 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 what are for you personally the most exciting things in your life right now? What fascinates you the oh, wow. most right now?
0: So uh there there's there's a few. Um so I've uh, been working on a screenplay uh, cool. and I've, yeah, no, it, it is cool. And, and I've got interest in it already, which is cool. I uh, just need to get it finished. Um, writing a screenplay uh, is not as, as easy as one might think. Uh, there, there are some difficulties to it. Uh, there's special software you got to get to do it. So everything's formatted correctly and whatnot. And there's ways that you have to write so it's it's like learning a different essentially a different way of writing uh but i am really excited about that uh, i feel very confident in that that it's going to be a smash um i've got uh the outfit and
1: what's the screenplay about sorry to interrupt but
0: uh it, it, essentially um it, it's it's largely i don't want to say it Uh, it's largely like autobiographical. I mean, it's, it's about, um, uh, not only my experiences that I had while I was inside, but what led up to those experiences Mm -hmm. or or what led up to that experience. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, I mean, essentially it's, it's about my life. It's a true story. Uh, I mean, obviously I changed some people's names around, so there's no problems like that, you know? And, uh, and, but, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's an autobiography essentially. Um, I, I have the outfit, which is the group that I started. Uh, that's exciting. Um, being able to meet with serious men who are, who are, they're focused about their future. Um, uh the the neat thing about the outfit is there's a lot of experts in there. So it's not just me talking about, you know, mindset or presence or whatever, but uh I've got uh you know multimillionaires in there, I've got fitness experts in there, I've got actors in there, um, I've I've got uh all types of I mean Mike Bolins in there, uh Ed Lattimore, Alexander oh. Cortez. Yeah, I mean there's like there's some good guys in there that um if it's like it's I like seeing people shine. I like seeing people, you know, succeed. So if I can't help you with a certain aspect, well then maybe Ed can help you mm. or maybe Mike can help you. You know, it's not oh, it's like, uh, like the the a group,
1: brotherhood,
0: right? And the group isn't, you know, just me, 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 me. Uh, mm. I, I have mm. my areas that, that I can do, but I've also got, uh, people that are experts in their field as well. So, so I'm excited about that. Uh, it's still on the smaller side, it's still growing. Uh, but it, it's cool because I know the people that are coming in, uh, are serious, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're wanting to affect the change. So I'm excited about that. Uh, I, I just mentioned a moment ago that, uh, I'm, more or less developing, uh, the copywriting aspect, taking on some, some clients, uh, which is exciting, uh, because this is, this is something that, you know, I, I've done some freelance in the stuff in the past and I've done my own stuff, uh, as well, but, um, actually like, uh, kind of opening the doors and I'm not going to take a bunch, I I don't Mm -hmm. have the time for it. You know, um, I, I can, I can take a few. Um, but I still have so much other writing to do that I can't be just, you know, there's only so many hours in a day, you know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, So, so I, there won't be many, but it'll be neat to, um, to see my stuff develop other people's businesses and to continually develop myself. I mean, the more writing you do, the better you get, whatever it is. So that that's, that's neat. That's something I'm I'm excited about.
1: And and, and how, how how does your day like currently look like? Like are you like in the morning you're mostly writing and, 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 and in the afternoon you're, you're doing like business related stuff and uh, uh like like how how does your life right look uh, look like right now, like your day to day life?
0: So I'm looking at developing a a business or two here in this country. Uh, oh. and I've, I've been, uh, it's essentially like what you say. Um, so I, I get up and have my coffee and music and, and start writing and, and doing whatnot. Um, but my day, uh, the writing never really stops through the day. Uh, <laughs> I, I bring, I, I have my bag and my, my laptop and I bring it everywhere with me because I'm, I never really know where it's like, it's the inspiration might strike or whatnot. And, and I'll just sit down and start writing. I mean, there's there's been so many times, even back in the States, uh, so many times to where we'd be out at dinner and I'd have the laptop open in front of me and, to do, you know, and the food comes and it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah. I'm, I'm consumed, you know, and thank God my wife and daughter didn't really mind it. You know, they're just like, oh, he's just doing what he does, you know, <laughs> uh, but so that never really stops. Uh, but yeah, the business aspect, it's usually like in the afternoon and that's partly because of how i have it set up here but it's also because um the united states doesn't even wake up until the afternoon here you know uh when it's when it's four in the in the afternoon here it's it's 6 a.m in california you you know what i mean so it's like yeah by the time people are up you know it's like uh eight o'clock in california or whatever uh you know it's it's Already six o'clock here. It's like it, it just it works out to where um, yeah. a lot of the stuff happens later in the evening. But uh, but yeah, I mean that's that's what it is. Uh, that's what's been going on uh, as far as my my day to day. There hasn't been too much time for really exploration, uh, but there will be. Um, it, it's just a lot of it right now is about building and completing tasks. Oh. You know. But, uh, I, I am really excited, not only for the screenplay, but I'm, I'm excited to, to be doing or to be having copywriting clients. Uh, that, that's, that's, uh, something to where, because it's, I'm doing a certain type. Well, actually a couple different types of writing, um, you know, with the screenplay, uh, with, uh, other, like, like a book project I'm doing. And then also there's social media, you know, I've got to do all the posts and schedule all the posts for the day and whatnot. but the copywriting is another type. So it's like doing these different types. It's like, it's like having a yeah. guitar or, or being a musician and playing different types of music. You know, I'm playing classical here. I'm playing rock here. I'm playing hip hop <laughs> over here. Yeah. You know, it's like... It, it's it like keeps things
1: interesting different. and fun, right? Yeah.
0: Right, exactly. It's all music, right? It's <laughs> just you're, you're playing different types. So it, it's neat like that. And so, so it's, it's nice to add another uh, thing to the repertoire.
1: Love this. So, uh, Bobby, um, at the end, I always ask uh, five questions to every podcast guest. But um, before you ask those five questions, like, okay. um, what would you um, love to leave our listeners with? Like, what would be your, your quote unquote like best life advice for them? Like, what would you say to, to everyone who, who has followed our conversation? Anything you want to highlight? Anything you want to, to tell them? Yeah.
0: I, I would say the best advice I can give you is this. It's never too late. Okay? No matter how old, no matter how far down the path, uh, you are in something, it's never too late to turn it around. Uh, anything I've done, you can do. It's, it's about accepting responsibility for your life. It's committing to a plan of action and it's doing it. It's handling your business. So, don't think that something is impossible. Don't think that you're too far gone. You're not. Uh, as long as you believe that you can do it, as long as you commit to doing it, whatever it is, and you actually act, you can do it. So, so don't, don't be afraid. Take heart, have some fortitude and, and handle your business.
1: Loves this. So, uh, where can people um, buy your books? Uh, follow you on Twitter. Find you on social media. Apply for your copywriting and so on and so forth. So,
0: so uh, you you can find me at at um, you can find like my, my blog and, and most of my material. Uh, you can find at bobbydino.com. dot uh, If it's the blog, it's bobbydino.com backslash blog. Uh, store is you know same uh, backslash store. Uh, most everything can be, can be found on, on the website, uh, Twitter and Instagram are, uh, at real Bobby Dino. Um, and, uh, I also have YouTube, you know, I mean, it's at the point now where my, my SEO is so strong that if you just write Bobby Dino into Google, you'll find everything you need about me. Like, it's just, I I pop up. So it's all (laughs) It's all good. Uh if you if you can't remember everything, you know that that's an easy one. Just just Google me. Got it.
1: So um the first out of the five question is uh what are the three books that had the greatest influence on your life?
2: Hmm.
0: Just three, huh? Uh I would say uh I would say the Bible was was a pretty big influence uh growing up. Um and and even now. Um, I would, uh, there's also another book, uh, it's called, um, the road less traveled. Uh, it was written by M Scott Peck, who, who's a psychiatrist. Um, it's a self-improvement book that was written during the eighties, but the, the cool thing about it was he was very scientific the way that he wrote it. Um, so, so I think that, uh, I think that that, that is definitely, uh, one that, that ranks, Right and um i also this may sound kind of kind of silly <laughs> uh but um but there i counted as one book even though it was split up into three but uh i i read the lord of the rings right uh so you you, you have uh you know the fellowship of the ring the two towers yeah. return of the king right um and terrific movies was, by the way well, yeah, I mean, there were movies, sure, but yeah. uh, but uh, the the way that those books were written, uh, they're they're very they're, there's a lot of poetry and song in them, and uh, Tolkien was essentially uh, writing the story of it. W- it was almost like like a like a Jesus story, like a a a good versus evil and the redeemer and all this stuff and when you read something like that, there is that very much um, the idea that, that evil can be overcome with good and that someone who may not have a big standing, I mean, in the book it was literal, they were hobbits, they were little, right. But I mean, someone who, who isn't like, like the big famous, whatever, whatever, that Mm. they can be the person that changes the course of everything. So it, it, doesn't necessarily matter what your standing is uh, you can you can alter the world should you put your mind, heart and body and soul into it
1: inspiring um, the second question is uh, what are the three uh, f- favorite movies uh, or, or the, the three movies that you've enjoyed the most uh, i
0: would I would say um these ones are it's actually pretty easy. I'd say uh Goodfellas. Yes, great would choice. Be one. Goodfellas is great. Um, there's a movie called Tombstone which mm. I feel is a great movie. Oh Never man, heard you got to watch that one. Oh, yeah? look it up. Look it up. It's got yeah. Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer. It's it's the story of Wyatt Earp, but uh Tombstone is a is a great movie. And then um there's one that Clint Eastwood did. I like westerns. This other one's a western. Uh it's called The Unforgiven. And mm-hmm. um that's also a, those would probably be my top three favorite.
1: Got it. Third question is uh, what is the most useful product or service that you have bought in recent memory?
2: Hmm.
0: You know, I, like are we talking like internet product or, or just any uh, product?
1: people people have mentioned things like uber eats other like kitchen stuff like doesn't oh. it, it, uh, really better like
0: uh, okay um well i i mean if i'm just talking about like a physical product yeah i think that the the um that the the most useful hands down it's been this macbook air uh yeah. you know it's it, it they're uh you know, I'm also for, using for a MacBook
1: stuff. Air. Like it's very okay. light. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and for the type of stuff that I do, because I, I write, essentially, yeah. that's what I don't need the the power of the pro. You know, the pro is there it you can do a lot with that, uh whether it's you know, editing or filming or whatever type of uh you know, but but the air, it's just it's easy because all I'm doing is writing. And, yeah. and it takes care of everything. And like you said, it's light, it's slim. I put it in my bag, like it's nothing. And, uh, you know, so I, would say that as far as, and I do all, most of my work on it, you know, uh, the mature, I'm, I'm using it right now talking to you. So the, the, I would say that just for my money and quality and efficiency, <laughs> like hands down, it's been this little device, uh, has been my best purchase as of, as of late.
1: Got it um fourth question is uh what are the most important revelations that you've had in the last couple of years and we had some guests who shared something deeply personal about their career family life relationships so speak to anything if you're comfortable sharing with us today
0: okay most and we're just doing like the last, in the last couple of years
1: yep, yep like yep.
0: just is that, that's how far back
1: okay um or oh, in, in your whole life, like it doesn't really matter. Like,
0: <laughs> you know, I think that the most most important revelation that that I ever had was um, the fact that I'm responsible for everything that happens in my life, both good and bad. Right, uh, everything that if I trace the line somehow, right that even if it's a bad thing and I want to blame it or, you know, it'd be easy to blame on somebody else or whatever. If I were to go back and, and retrace the steps, there was a, a point where a decision could have been made that I could have made it better or, or I could have made it differently. So I think that the most important rev- revelation that I've ever had is the fact that I am responsible for my destiny. hundred percent. Like it just, uh, I choose if, if I want to be good or evil, if I want to be the good guy or the bad guy, that's on me. It's my choice.
1: Of this um, last question for the day, Bobby. Um, okay, what would you tell your twenty-year-old self?
0: Uh, I would. God. Uh, I, I first of all, I tell him to get out of organized crime.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, then, uh, good advice, I would say.
0: Yeah, and and uh, and I would say <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> stop, don't do it. No, um, (laughs) I I would, I would tell him just what we were talking about. Like, Hey, uh, you know, and, and hopefully my 20 year old self would listen. I mean, I'd hope if my, my 43 year old self went back in time, like that would be convincing enough, you know, but, uh, I, I would tell him, uh, that you're responsible for everything and that these choices that you're making, they're not somebody else's Decisions—they're—they're they're your decisions that you're following through with, and that the power to be successful and to really create something, you know, uh, is within you. That you don't have to go on the current path you're going. That uh, just as you're doing bad or doing nothing, right, you could be doing exceptional. Yeah. All that—all the difference is—is is just what you choose to do right now. It, it sounds so simple, and yet it's just so difficult for most but that's all it boils down to is like what do you choose to do who do you want to be it's within you you can do it
1: sorry yeah (laughs) i have to say um um to be honest like i wasn't like following you like in depth, but, but I can clearly, clearly tell like why so, so many people are loving your work. Like after talking to you today, like, um, it really has been an honor talking to you. You're a terrific guy. Thank you so much for making this happen. So.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure.
1: (laughs) Have a good day. See ya.
0: You too. Mm -hmm.